Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome back to another episode of Actors with Issues. We're bringing you casual chats with the stars of TV, film, and Broadway. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Today's guest is an actor you've seen in film and television, including Pose, Orange is the New Black, and they're here to speak with us about their latest project, the highly anticipated film, The Batman. Please welcome Gil Perez Abraham. Gil, welcome to the show. How are you? How are you, Juan? I'm doing okay. Honored to be here, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, I got to see the film a few days ago and was just really blown away by it. Uh, before yeah. we dive in, however, we always start with a quick rapid fire round of questions. Uh, we put 60 seconds on the clock and see how many of these you can get through. Uh, we always start with an easy one, coffee or tea? Coffee. Drama or comedy? Drama. Film or television? Film. Hero or villain? Hero. Uh, favorite superhero? Batman. Favorite horror movie? Ooh, The Shining. Uh, what was your first non-acting job? <laughs> I feel like my first acting jobs were non-acting jobs, but my first non-acting job was um, I was a I was a lifeguard. Uh, what was the last TV show that you binge watched? Mayor of Easttown. Uh, what actor has had the biggest influence on you? Oscar Isaac. Do you have any secret talents? I sing, and I, yeah, I like even hated to say it, <laughs> but it is kind of uh, like I keep I keep it under wraps, so you know it's like you don't want me to. <laughs> and uh, lastly, describe your most memorable audition in three words, and memorable can be good or bad. So I leave that up to you. In three words only. Yes. <laughs> um, heart wrenching, guttural, bad. <laughs> so gil uh i read that you had a rather late start to acting so what was it that piqued your interest about becoming an actor and when did that sort of come about for you you know it's i had had like as a son of immigrants it's like acting i feel like is uh it's kind of like a non-starter you know it's like you're not gonna i'm not gonna tell my parents i want to be an actor like that's definitely not ever gonna happen and so like growing up, even though I, I had moments where acting kind of like found me, but and it wasn't even because of my parents. It's like almost more because of me. Like I just like was like, no, I'm going to be a professional. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to law school. Like, I make my parents proud. And I don't know, as as time as time went on, I felt like when I was in college, I had the opportunity at the University of Kansas to work with these teachers that had come from RADA. And one of them, um, whose name is Paul Meyer. He really, he really kind of changed, like my, he changed my perspective on another level because mm. I felt validated as an artist and I, I felt like I was able to speak specifically to my immigrant experience with Shakespeare. Mm. It's like, he was like teaching me how to put my experience into performance. And through that, I said, you know, it's like in that weird little, like, I don't know, in that weird beginning phase of therapy, it was like, yo, I got to do this and scratch this thing every day. Because if I can do this on loud, maybe I'm going to go through that catharsis for all of my people. And I'm going to help. That's like a way of being a politician for my people without being in political science, which is what I was studying. So it's like, I realized, I was like, I do want to like be kind of involved in the politics of America. But I was like, interestingly, I, I was like, as the artist, though, like, that's how I want to enact my change and be a part of that change. So it's like, when I realized that that for me was going to be like, the way in which I could represent our people, the way in which I could like kind of maybe get like a, 
you know, dig into my spot in life, if that makes sense. Um, then I knew I had to move. I knew I had to come back to New York. I knew I had to come back to the East Coast. I knew I had to pursue mentorship. And it was just like, from then on, I was like, I'm in service to being an actor. And it's like a vocation the way maybe some might see the priesthood or anything else. I was like, I'm in service to this thing and there's nothing else I'm going to do. And maybe in some ways, because I came to it later, I felt like I was really, really like 110% committed to the survival jobs, the classes and everything that it was going to take to get to this point. Yeah, it yeah. seems like a, like a never ending process, really. Um, I'm also the child of immigrants. My parents came to the States from El Salvador. Um, you know, with a job in media and whatnot, it also didn't seem like a traditional trajectory mm -hmm. or path. Um, so I can totally relate to your story, but, you know, wanting to be that change that we want to see in the industry when it comes to diversity, storytelling, uh -huh. representation. Um, yeah. So, you know, fast okay. forward to, to 2020, uh, you were cast in the film in the role of super secretive as it, everything related to comic book movies are. Always. Yeah, yeah. But you get the call that you're cast in the Batman and what was going through your head? What was your reaction? Well, it's crazy because I was doing I was supposed to be doing a play in New York and I was doing a play for like my dream playwright and it was a three person play. So I was like, the first thing I was thinking was I was like, yo, I, I'm not going to be able to. I was like, this is a weird position to be in because I got to do this play. And it's, and it's like I think my mind was so like it, it was it was so in shock that I was just like, you know, it took me days to really like kind of move from this position. Cause I was just like this for like three days. Like, what? Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I remember my girlfriend, she's, we were at a, at a hotel, but she's an indie, she, she's an indie producer, writer and actor. And she was working on a movie that she was the lead of. And we find out the news kind of at the same time. And I had a glass of wine and like, I went into this little weird, you know how hotels have those weird lobbies sometimes for the party rooms. It's like, I'm in this weird lobby for a party room. There's like a wedding going on in another room. And I'm just standing there by myself like, yo, I think I'm going to be in Batman. <laughs> it's like, I couldn't believe it. You know, it's like tears are streaming at the same time as laughter. <laughs> it, yeah. it was so, it was just, I don't know, it was unbelievable. And still to this minute, to be completely honest, I feel exactly the same. It hasn't left. I haven't really been able to sit back and say like, yo, especially because the, the biggest thing I'm waiting for is like, yo, what are my fellow Latinos going to think when they see this freaking movie? It's just like, I can't sleep until the movie comes out and I see, because I, I feel like I'm carrying us a, a little bit. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. I'm definitely representative for us. So I'm excited to see, and I hope people are proud. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely not lost on me or on, you know, our fellow Latinos that you're the only Latino in the movie. One of the few in, in Batman. One of the few in the general, universe. In, in superhero movies in general, you know, there's, you know, we got Zoe Saldana carrying the flag. Tessa Thompson, you know, who's uh, Latina as well. Th that representation is increasing in the genre. Um, you know, we've got like America Chavez, we've got Oscar Isaac leading a new series coming up. So there's definitely a representation increasing, but what is a change that you hope to see in the industry regarding representation of, uh, of your communities? I hope, you know, I live in Union City, New Jersey, man. And like, I, you know, I'm born and grew up in Baltimore and like, and moving to Kansas, like I'm, I'm a blue collar guy. And like, I need to see more American blue collar stories. I need to see more American Latino blue collar stories. I mean, mm. because I feel like so often, right. It's like, we're either, you know, we're either glorified or we're vilified, mm. but where's that middle ground where we get to just examine our contemplative self, right? Where's that middle ground where we get to look in the mirror as a community 
And I feel like that middle ground often, like we see moments of it, like in the movie Selena, which like, I feel like that movie has a lot of, a lot of gravitas, despite the fact that it's kind of like a, a commercial, like, like exciting movie, you know, about a musician. And I think like, how can we take that to the next level and just like, you know, have a story about a young family trying to make it in Union City, New Jersey, that, and like the parents aren't gangsters and they're not narcos and, but they're also not like heroes. They're just normal people. I feel like if we can start to get the lens on ourselves and start to and start to show who we really are as Latinos, that's the goal that I'm trying to get to. I want more. I need more hentifieds. I need more. I, I need more of that action. You know what I'm saying? Because, like Officer Martinez, I feel like we that that needs to be tip of the iceberg um, with where with where we're trying to head. I I said Oscar Isaac because I feel like he's almost for our people right now, like 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 the Denzel, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like for us right now, he's doing like he's playing Oedipus in New York and he's playing Hamlet in New York. And at the same time, he's in Star Wars. And so I'm like, right. uh, let's take that now to the next level. And like we need we need the, the Latino Ryan Gosling's. We need the Latino Bradley Cooper's. We need the right. Latino Amanda Seyfried's. We need the you know, what I'm saying it's like we need the Latino counterparts to all of these great actors that we have in America because we're, we're American, too. Right. And like we have, so, and like our story is, um, I don't, I'm not sure that our story has gotten the play that a lot of different immigrant groups have gotten. And I feel like our story is still in the making because of that. Yeah, completely agree. And, you know, with, with uh, the Batman, uh, again, I did get to see it earlier this week and, and was really just blown away. It's, it's the most mystery and thriller of a Batman movie we've gotten. It's a true detective story and it's so great to see that because it's not like your standard comic book movie really it is this character driven drama so what are you looking forward to for audiences to see with the movie man i really really the thing that i'm most the thing that i'm most looking forward to is like i think that there's a huge theme of like we got to work together and like regardless of your class you got a spot in this fight against bad you got a spot in this like in in goods in like the virtuistic fight but then like more than more, more than that altogether it's like, I think it's very representative of Gotham. And like, when I think of what Gotham is, you know, Gotham's generally modeled off of like a city like Chicago, like New York, it's modeled off of a big city, mm-hmm. um, but it's generally not been in the past as populated in the cast as by the kind of people that might obviously live in Gotham. Whereas I feel like this movie, it really, really, really does a great job of representing what a big city like this might be like. And I feel like that pulls you in even more. Yeah. Because like, you know, because you've seen the movie, it's like, you know, like Gordon's doing his thing. Martinez is like not even aware of like, <laughs> of, of the, of what he's bringing in the movie to Batman at the end. So it's like, I feel like a lot of that kind of makes the movie seem, I don't know how to say it. It almost makes it seem like more plausible, more realistic, more, more like everyday possible because you're like, okay, well, this really looks like the city though, too. Like Jamie, uh, um, to me, I was like, Jamie's really, really like reminiscent right now of like who she's supposed to be playing in Gotham, you know? I don't know. I think everything that's going to be really exciting for the fans. Yeah. It was really exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, again, congrats on the movie. Um, so excited for the audiences to get to see it. Finally, it's, you know, because of COVID and everything, it's been pushed and whatnot, but I'm, it's finally right. here for the masses to see. So I'm so excited. Um, before we go, I want to just ask a few uh, last minute rapid fire questions. Um, fill in the blank 
if I weren't an artist, I'd be? I think a mechanic. Uh, what is the best advice you've ever gotten? Stay outside of the party. And what's the worst advice you've ever gotten? Stay outside the party. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? Believe in yourself and work hard. Put those boots on the ground. Awesome. Gil, thank you so much for joining us, man. Again, congrats on the movie. Um, you know, best of luck with the rest of, of all the press you're doing. And uh, yeah, can't wait for the movie. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Juan. Right, I hope to meet you in person, man. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you, King. Thank you. All right, everyone, the Batman is in theaters everywhere starting March 4th. You can follow today's guest on Instagram at Gil Perez Abraham. Give us a follow at Actors with Issues and follow me at Juan Ayala Official. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for full video interviews at youtube.com slash Actors with Issues podcast. And listen on the go wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple, and Amazon Music. I'm Juan Ayala. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.